Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1213, air date May 23rd, 2023. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayodhure. Uh, We are doing a new format style that we're trying, and um, this is a private webinar style. We invited a few of you to uh, be part of this. We're starting a little late because we had to set up our whiteboard here, but we're going to have a conversation here about the topic that I've identified. um, If we go over to the whiteboard there, the topic of today is top five ways Elon Musk and his banana republic of sycophants have destroyed free speech on Twitter. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we uh, did this very, uh, um, we only did it about a couple hours ago. So we have a few of you um, that are going to be allowed to join this conversation. I think we have 10 or 20 people, which is great because we will restream this out based on the participants in this conversation. So um, uh, what I'm going to do as a part of this is initially begin with a presentation and then we'll open it up to comments and questions. John, I think in webinar mode, we can actually choose on people, right? Oh, they haven't gotten the link yet? No, 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 no. They're, they're, in the, they're viewing. They're in the chat. But in order to get them in order to call on them, I have to message them the link to join the back end. Okay. Well, we don't want to do that. We can just get comments and questions. So, um, so anyway, this is a small set of people that we wanted to have a conversation with. So if we again go back to the whiteboard, the topic of this conversation is top five ways Elon Musk and his banana republic of sycophants have destroyed free speech on Twitter. Now, let's, let's look at this title. The title is very, very important because um, the um, nonsense and the propaganda really led by Elon Musk and a whole coterie cabal of Silicon Valley people and a bunch of, um, frankly, ass kissers to Elon Musk, all the way from Tucker Carlson to, in fact, unfortunately, people like James Woods. And you can go down the list, cat shit, sorry, cat turd, et cetera, has been to um, support this theory from day one, that he's some fighter for free speech. And what I want everyone to understand is there are top five ways in which he is exactly the antithesis of free speech. And it's time we break down this illusion because for far too long, people keep waiting for saviors from above to come down and save them. And this is really unfortunate because uh, it's almost a bunch of abuse victims who keep getting used and abused and used and abused and used and abused. And they keep wanting to get used and abused and used and abused. First, um, you can go back to recent history. People presented uh, uh, Obama as though he was going to be a savior. And then it went to Trump. And now it's Elon Musk. And then it'll be the next one or um, Booby uh, F. and Kennedy. The, The elites have it very well planned that they will create heroes from above to manipulate people. And that is all that Elon Musk is. So we want to really begin by understanding why I'm saying this. As many of you know, I have, with with all humility, a 100% track record on calling this stuff out two to three years before. And that's why I'm running for president, because the American people really deserve people who have, uh, who come from you, bottoms up, who have a deep intuition and a sense of where the future is going so we could direct people properly 
And that's what people who care actually do. People are part of the establishment top down, bamboozle people. They're full time uh, bullshitters. And the people I mentioned, that's what they are. So let's begin, first of all, by understanding why I say this about Elon Musk. But before I go to that, let me first give you a little bit of back background. Many of you know that I ran for U.S. Senate in 2020, and it was our historic lawsuit that revealed that the government, all governments, have created an unholy alliance with um, social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. And how did uh, was this revealed was in 2020, when I ran for office, we discovered that the way that elections are conducted um, and the way that chain of custody takes place is frankly highly flawed, to say the least, fraudulent, to say the least. And a result of that, uh, we were forced to move our campaign to a write-in campaign because of the ground support we had. And let me play that video for you so you understand the dynamics of that. John will play that video of what took place in 2020. On September 1st, the working people of Massachusetts rose up to elect one of their own for U.S. Senate. They united beyond black and white, beyond left and right, to unleash a movement for truth, freedom, health. 3,000 volunteers, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers, millions of phone calls, massive rallies, over 20,000 donations, funding highway billboards, ads on social media, radio and network TV, making Dr. Shiva for Senate a household name. The people of Massachusetts were headed for a landslide victory. But on the eve of election night, Secretary of State Galvin spread disinformation saying only 150,000 would vote in the Republican primary, 100,000 less than 2018. On election night, Shiva for Senate won in Franklin County by nearly 10%, but lost in every other county by 20% to an invisible opponent, neither heard nor seen, had no lawn signs, no bumper stickers, no organization, in short, no campaign. In Franklin County, ballots were counted mainly by hand. In all other counties, mainly digital scanners generated ballot images tabulated by electronic software. Evidence comparing number of votes to voters revealed blatant fraud. In Boston, 4,000 more votes than voters. In Newton, 1,700 more votes than voters. More votes than voters in every city for which Shiva for Senate received data. Mathematicians and data analysts discovered a completely improbable frequency pattern of voting revealing the software for electronic tabulation was set to reduce Shiva for Senate votes by 50% and increase their votes by 20%. More disturbing, ballot images were destroyed. Federal law demands all records, documents generated in connection with an election must be retained for 22 months. Massachusetts violated federal law. The establishment does not want one of us, working people, to represent us. When we win, they cheat. When we win, they rig their software to steal our democracy. You now have a choice. Accept election fraud, accept corruption, or fight. We choose to fight to escalate our movement for truth, freedom, health by leading a write-in campaign for Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate to unite working people to build a defiant movement to expose and destroy their system of power, profit, and control. Join us. Write in Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate now or by November 3rd. It's time for us. This is Dr. Shiva, and I approve this message. So that was the election that we ran. Um, and that's when, in the middle, midst of that election, I was thrown off Twitter um, for exposing 
the uh, Secretary of State's uh, deletion of ballot images, which went viral. Um, and when we took when we went to federal court, uh, where I represented myself against three lawyers of the government, we discovered that the government of the United States has created a backdoor portal into Twitter. I discovered that. Our movement discovered that and our lawsuit discovered that. This is three years before all the nonsense of people plagiarizing our stuff and never giving us credit for actually doing the discovery. Okay, so this occurred and none of these people, none of these grifters from fucker Tucker Carlson, all the way down to all the other grifters around did anything to uh, expose what we had discovered. They didn't use their megaphones and they didn't do this because we are an independent movement. We discovered this. More importantly, these people are part of the establishment. They know this is going on. So we discovered that again in October of 2020, where we won a federal lawsuit, the conditions of a um, uh, temporary restraining order that were issued by the judge. And that's where we discovered the government has an unholy alliance with social media companies. When we were deplatformed off Twitter for exposing this censorship infrastructure, that is when um, I went back into federal court and we discovered the entire network, okay, which Matt Taibbi and all of these people have stolen from us and they rebranded my work as a censorship industrial uh, complex, which we should probably sue them. Shouldn't we, John? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, that resulted many years later where we did an interview and John's going to play that with Redacted, which... Uh, one of the guys, Clayton Morris, actually covered our story to expose the fact that it was us who had exposed this before and how Tucker Carlson and others had concealed this. Why don't you play that, John? Well, two years ago, a man by the name of Dr. Shiva Ayadora exposed deep collusion between the United States government and social media companies, specifically Twitter, went beyond that, though, to YouTube, to Google. And the mainstream media ignored the story. Some independent media picked up on the story, like the Gateway Pundit, etc. But no one else really covered the story. At the time, he was running for states. He was running for Senate in the state of Massachusetts, and he tweeted some information that the Secretary of State's office in the state of Massachusetts didn't like. When he tweeted, he was then shut down on Twitter, banned, deplatformed. Well, a lawsuit unfolded, and what he discovered was deep collusion between government entities and social media companies with a backdoor portal that allows government employees to basically censor and deplatform anyone they like. This was just the tip of the iceberg. And then, of course, more documents unfolded during these court proceedings. And again, the mainstream media largely ignored the story. And then this week, we hear from The Intercept, which drops a bombshell story and people start paying attention. And The Intercept published a report detailing a similar portal at Facebook. But Dr. Shiva broke this story first two years ago. And again, the mainstream media largely ignored this story. And Dr. Shiva joins us now. Doctor, welcome to the show. Last night on the show, a bunch of our viewers said, hey, thank you for giving credit to Dr. Shiva for having originally broken this story. And we wanted to have you on the show because there's a lot more here to talk about. Did I get that timeline correct? You did. Uh one of the important things to understand, I was, I was running for a federal office for U.S. Senate, not for state Senate, for U.S. Senate. And this is very important to understand because there are fundamental laws which were put into place going back to a law called USC 52-20701, which says that for a federal office, the every state is supposed to preserve all documents in connection with the federal election. So the tweet that I did uh, Clayton was bringing out the malfeasance of the Secretary of State relative to them violating that law. 
That led, as you just shared, with my deplatforming. One of the important things that occurred was after that deplatforming, I didn't sit still, Clayton. I had to file my own lawsuit. No lawyer in Massachusetts really wanted to take on the government. And I represented myself in federal court. And in the first part of the federal court case, I had a major victory, which again, none of the news media covered on October 30th, 2020. Tucker Carlson knew about it. Mainstream media knew about it. In fact, people at The Intercept were notified and they did nothing. And why was that first lawsuit important? Because in that lawsuit, again, this is in a federal court, myself and the judge cross-examined the social media director at the Secretary of State, and she admitted that they have this portal between government and in this case, Twitter. And that portal was exercised on me, a US Senate federal candidate, because they didn't like what I was saying. After that, the judge ordered them to put me back on Twitter. When I'm back on Twitter, the second time on February 1st, 2021, I'm again deplatformed because I share the findings of this architecture, okay? That led into the judge saying he wanted Twitter to come into the courtroom. So now it's me against seven lawyers, three from Twitter, three from the Secretary of State, and one from an organization called NASID. The night before that lawsuit hearing in May, I discover what are called playbooks, detail manuals created at Harvard, originally created in Britain, which lay out the actual step-by-step -step way in how government will surveil US citizens, not only US citizens, for that matter, citizens anywhere in the world, and has a methodology for rating them as high, medium, and low severity, and then deplatforming them and continually surveillancing them. So first I was deplatformed first for exposing government malfeasance, and then I was watched and I was, I was thrown off because I exposed this architecture. Now, one of the most important things is that what we discovered in the May hearing was the playbooks and the entire details of the technology architecture between government and Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, the players involved, the manuals, and the entire thing. And this was put into a beautiful network diagram, which was presented in and accepted as evidence in court. All right, everyone. So the reason I wanted you guys to listen to that is uh, again, we're the ones who expose this. And um, this is, again, in 2020, we exposed all of this, the entire censorship infrastructure. And you have to understand the uh, foundations of this is I'm a United States federal Senate candidate. In the middle of this, I am deplatformed by the government. Um, Twitter did what the government wanted to do. And all the facts and evidence were laid to court. Uh, and all the evidence is out there. All right. So on October 28th of 2022, um, nearly over two years, two and a half years, nearly three years after this took place, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Okay. So for those of you joining, um, what we're going to be discussing today is um, why the, the, the top five ways that Elon Musk, and now he's got a banana republic of sycophants, have actually destroyed free speech on Twitter. That's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. Now, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, all the people who keep praying for the Messiah to come from top because they don't want to get off their butts and actually build a movement, which is what we're doing at Truth, Freedom, Health, which is what our uh, run for president is about. We want to galvanize people to build a bottoms-up movement because I, I'm coming bottoms-up. I'm one of you. 
I'm not a guy who has golden plated toilet seats. I'm not a guy who lived in apartheid South Africa. I was uh, uh, the 1% who was subjugating all the other darkies, brown and black. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, a guy who uses his name, his family's name, who murdered and killed people and who hung out with Epstein to get to where I was. I've built bottoms up. So because of that, the only way real changes come is when it's been bottoms up. So um, our movement is inspiring people to go bottoms up. And we are uncompromising and very educational, by the way, of exposing the truth. So when you take Elon Musk, the grifters, the mainstream media, the intelligence community, and all the people as part of the establishment created this fool to become a hero. And he's absolutely a fool if you go look at him, you go look at my other videos. Um, but without going off on him, which I've already done, um, let's talk about the top five ways what he did, okay? Why he's absolutely someone who has decimated the First, uh, the first Amendment and free speech. You have to understand Jack Dorsey, Twitter 1.0, was very blatant. They would just, they had a set of rules. You can't talk about this, 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 this. And if you did, you're gone, okay? Twitter 2.0 has created an illusion that you can talk about stuff, all right? But one of the things you're going to see is when I call it a banana republic, a banana republic is these third world countries where if you bow down um, to the Lord, to the king, quote unquote king, you get favors. You get given this piece of land to manage. You get anointed to be a, a, a duke or a duchess and you get um, stuff to maintain as long as you kiss the ass of the monarch. Okay. So when Elon Musk took over Twitter on October 20th, 29th of 2022, on Facebook, because I still had some on my account there, I said, hey, Elon, this backdoor government portal exists. Call me if you want to talk to me, and I will share with you what's going on. And I did a long blog post uh, questioning his own integrity, okay, whether he was part of the government. Anyway, shortly thereafter, I get put back on Twitter. It took two months in December of 2022. And when I got back on Twitter, the first tweet I did was, hey, Elon, why don't you make me CEO? Because I'm actually a fighter for free speech. You said you're looking for somebody. That tweet went viral all over the Internet and got close to, you know, 20 million views, roughly about 500,000 views to my tweets were coming per day. So write that number down, half a million views per day. And um mid-December 2022. All right, got it? So thereafter, I started tweeting, you know, in December, January, February, hey, Elon, are you going to take down this backdoor portal? Are you going to take down this backdoor portal? And I have all the data, which I've tweeted previously. My views, every time I started exposing him, went from 500,000 views per day down to 300,000 views, down to 100,000 views, now it's probably around 5,000 to maybe 10,000 views per day, okay? So basically my reach has been suffocated. Jack Dorsey uh, did this to some extent, but he did not do this if you attacked him. He did it, maybe he didn't like your position on vaccines or this. Elon Musk is doing it if you expose him. And I'm the only one with a, a significant amount of followers who's exposing this charlatan. That's what Elon Musk is. Now, what are the five ways he's doing this? Um, 
what are the five ways Elon Musk is doing this? So let's go um, to the whiteboard here. And you will see these are the five ways Musk is doing this. And we'll go through each one. The first way Musk is doing this is number one. And everything I'm sharing with you is, is facts. Okay. Number one, as you can see here, he is keeping, you can put it, uh, he's keeping the government backdoor censorship portal to Twitter wide open. Number one. So um, you can come back to me, John. So what does that mean? Number one, he's keeping the government's backdoor censorship portal to Twitter wide open. Okay. The first way he's doing that. If you are truly about free speech and then you're talking about, ooh, I found the government portal suddenly after we exposed it acting like he's fighting for free speech, why hasn't he removed the government backdoor portal to Twitter? Why hasn't any of his sycophants asked him, hey, Elon, why don't you remove the government backdoor portal to Twitter that Dr. Shiva found out there? There's only one guy, one independent journalist who did this. That was Clayton Morris in an open live Twitter space. He said, Hey, Elon, are you going to remove government's backdoor censorship portal to Twitter that Dr. Shiva discovered in 2020? And the actor known as Elon Musk, the person who thinks you're a fool. And remember, in Shakespeare, the fool was the one who acted like an idiot, but he actually knew what he was doing. So when I say he's a fool, I mean from the Shakespearean definition. So the fool, Elon Musk says, ooh, backdoor portal. Ooh, that sounds like big brother. I'll get back to you, Clayton. That was in December. It's been six months. So number one way, we go back to the whiteboard, that Elon Musk fools you, uh, if you can bring that up, John, bigger, is that number one, he keeps the government's backdoor portal to Twitter open. All right. Now, why does he do that? The reason he does that, the reason he does that is because Elon Musk and the government are one. And any one of you who does not think otherwise, when I lay out the bare facts, John, you may just want to queue up that vhshiva.com slash Elon. Remember that that uh, blog post I did? Um, uh, so the bottom line is I wrote a very detailed blog post laying out very clearly that Elon Musk and government have always been an alliance. You look at SpaceX, which got $5.7 billion in subsidies from the government. It wouldn't exist without the government. Okay. Starlink, all those satellites and, and his capability to do that exists because he's in collusion with government. The second thing is Tesla's value valuation of $600 billion would not exist if he did not get government's $1.5 billion, billion dollars in carbon tax credits. That's what gave him profitability. Tesla was an unprofitable, worthless company until it got those carbon credits. And then it shot up to $600 billion in valuation. So again, he's dependent on government largest. And then, of course, Twitter's $40 billion valuation is directly connected to government and Congress giving Twitter Section 230 immunity. And in return for that Section 230 immunity, he has to keep the government's backdoor portal to Twitter open. These are the facts. So number one, he has a backdoor portal to Twitter open. Since December, I'm the only one who's been exposing this. All the other, anyone who doesn't expose this, knowing this is a sycophant. What is a sycophant? Other gross, you know, crude terms, ass kisser, bootlicker, um, you know, and you can go on. That's what these people are. Anyone who is not asking him why the government backdoor portal to Twitter remains open, 
censorship portal to Twitter, Matt Taibbi, all these bullshitters are all sycophants. They're part of the ass licker community, okay? No different than you have the alpha or even the ape out in the wilderness and everyone bows down to him and he asks them to kiss his aunt. That's what Elon Musk is running. And remember, let me repeat, he grew up in apartheid South Africa where 0.1 or 1% of the elites subjugated 99% of the darkies. And we cannot forget this. This is in his epigenetics. And that epigenetics mindset is that I am better than you and I know what's better. And this is sort of the broad mindset we're talking about. Remember this word I'm saying, it's a mindset, okay? We know better than you. This is complete antithetical to the First Amendment. The First Amendment was based on the public can make up their own decisions. That the, that the creator, it's a, it's a divine right for people. It's a natural right for people to be able to speak in fact, against their government, right? Elon Musk does not believe that at a very fun, forget what he says, he's a bullshitter. He's a bullshitter maximus, okay? So that's the number one reason. Next, John. So let's look at the second reason. Number two is he shadow bans his critics. So first he keeps his backdoor portal to open for government to observe all of us. And, he, and this is done globally. The second thing he does is that he shadow bans his critics, all right? Shadow bans his critics. John, can you come? Um, so what does shadow banning his critics mean? Those people who don't know what shadow banning means, it means that um, you don't allow the voice or, or tweet or post of an individual to naturally get exposed. So if I have 300,000 followers, they see it, they share it with other people. Again, my tweets used to get 20 million views. In fact, during Jack Dorsey's days, I'd do a tweet and I'd get 30,000 retweets. I'm lucky if I get 20 retweets or 100 retweets now, okay? Why? Because I'm his most vocal, relentless critic. Because I know what he's doing. This scumbag, which is what he really is, hates the First Amendment. He comes from the British Commonwealth and he believes he knows better. And he's also a bullshitter. He knows how to speak with forked tongue. So don't believe anything he says. The bottom line is he shadow bans his critics. So you can literally see when I did this innocuous tweet saying, hey, I'll be your CEO. That goes viral. And the day I started exposing him, my impressions, which means how many people can see my tweets, has come down like, uh, you know, like a, a missile falling to the ground. That's what's happened. And the data is in bare view. I went from... 500,000 views per day to maybe 5,000 views per day on average. That's where I'm at. That's called shadow banning. That's literally called keeping the darkie in the cage. And that's what they used to do in apartheid South Africa, right? That's what Elon Musk knows. Keep the black man, keep the brown man in the dark cage, you know, in the cage, you know, give them the illusion that they have freedom. Tell everyone, oh, we're taking care of these people. That's what they used to do in South Africa. Oh, we're giving them jobs. We let them work in our mines for, you know, penny a day. Oh, we let, let him back on. Our, our anti great. You know, he was, he, we put a Dr. Shiva back on, but he keeps me in a cage. It's a digital cage. All right. So he shadow bans his critics. Number two. Number three, as you can see, he boosts his sycophants who profit from promoting him as a quote-unquote 
should be quotes under there, John, quote unquote, fighter for free speech. And these people know number one and two. Let me repeat that. So he boosts his sycophants. Keep that up again, John. He boosts his sycophants, which means people who suck up to him as who kiss his ass. And those sycophants profit from promoting him as a fighter for free speech. And those sycophants know he has a backdoor portal open and they know he shadow bans his critics. So think about what I'm saying. So you look at uh, Joe Rogan, the very short guy, as Owen Benjamin says, or you look at um, people like Cat Shit, who's, who basically, he's a backpedaling master, okay? Um, and he knows how to maintain and keep his views. You can look at uh, Jack Posobiec. You can look at all of these people, Robert Kennedy Jr., Fucker Carlson, all of these, and, and the, the list, James Woods, and I'll share with you that story recently. Um, all of these people literally get paid in more views, more traffic to their tweets because they bow down and they keep saying, oh, Elon is a fighter for free speech. He's fighting censorship. That's what these bullshitters are doing because they're all one swarm of ass kissing sycophants who are part of Elon Musk's banana republic. And all of them know the backdoor portal is open. All of them know he shadow bans uh, critics like me. And yet in the midst of that, they profit. Because remember, the more views you get to your website, you can promote your candidacy, you can sell products, you promote your brand, etc. So this is very, very valuable. Elon Musk is also, the reason he brought in this WEF whore is because they're going to start helping people who get lots of views if they do videos get ad revenue. So these people are going to not only get views, but they're going to be given money. That's corruption. So you bow down to me. I will give you more views and I will give you money. That's called corruption. Banana Republic. So again, his critics profit from bowing down and promoting his bullshit, knowing that he is conducting censorship, knowing that he's banning his critics, knowing that he has a government um, backdoor censorship portal wide open, no different as it was in Twitter 1.0. All right? So that's number three. That's a, um, fourth. He is now using AI, and I can explain what AI is. I, I've done it for 20 years, and predictive analytics to misdirect followers of his critics to... Um, those people that Elon Musk likes. What do I mean by that? Predictive analytics. Well, people want uh, some of the um, sort of people who want to suck up to Elon and don't understand this, and they need to be educated. Hopefully, they will by uh, this discourse and the facts here. One of the powerful things that has emerged, as has existed for many years, most of us in engineering data science know this is called predictive analytics. Uh, the, one of the first contracting jobs I did was for a company called IRI, which we used to gather lots of data, and we could predict consumer behavior. Once you get enough data on an individual, you could predict a lot of stuff. And I used to be one of the leaders doing email analysis, helping in customer service do this. But I have 300 some odd thousand followers. And by the way, every day he's breaking, cutting my followers down. Okay. It's a complete scumbag. Um. So what Musk is doing is he's, he takes my followers. In fact, he's doing this to your followers, not only large, uh, uh, a person with large followers, but even people with 10,000 followers. He takes your followers and for every follower, he identifies key variables. 
And for example, you could easily buy data today and I could say, okay, for John, so if John's my follower, I can say, okay, I can layer in data that I can purchase. I could say, John's a male. Um, he lives in Massachusetts. Um, you know, he studied film. Um, you know, he spends so much per day. He, he likes dogs. And all this data is public data that you can purchase. Um, and, and sometimes you uh, typically, many of these organizations can get close to three to 4,000 variables per individual. So now imagine a big matrix of 3,000 people, 300,000 people in my case, or in your case, let's say you have 10,000 followers, 10,000 followers, and another access, okay, uh, the 3,000 variables on each of those followers. That's called a matrix. And with that data, you can then do things like, I'm not going to get into the details, clustering, pattern recognition, principal component analysis. You could say, oh, isn't it interesting across all of these 300,000 followers, with each person I got these 3,000 variables, I'm noticing an interesting pattern. All the people who follow Dr. Shiva um, like dogs. Um, they uh, like to buy healthy food. They like to work out um, and uh, some other variables. So you build a signal. Now, you know you have a pretty good idea with a certain level of confidence. It's called a confidence level. That this set of people with these sort of uh, variables um, will support Dr. Shiva. Then what you do, which he, he is doing, we have all the uh, clinical evidence of this. He then takes those people and instead of trying to drive them to me, he forcibly using these algorithms for those people, he drives them literally to my enemies, like these grifters, like Robert fucking bullshit Kennedy Jr. Okay. It was a bullshitter or to Tucker Carlson. Okay. And we have many, many eyewitness reports of people who do not follow Kennedy, do not follow these people who in fact have, have no intention of following them, suddenly getting notifications when those other people go live. So this is the use of AI slash predictive analytics to take a critic like me's followers, build a profile on them and use that profile to find others who may follow me and deliver them push the notifications to the uh, uh, to the influencers uh, of Elon, influencers and supporters of Elon Musk. It's quite insidious. It's worse than censorship because one is you're just throwing me off. This is you're actually using me first of all to keep me in a cage and divert people to the opposition, who's who, people who are exactly opposite to my views. All right. So go back, John. So that's what we mean. And those people profit from getting those views. And it's a way to misdirect potential followers of mine to the scumbags. And then finally, we've seen Musk do this. He blatantly lies that he is a quote unquote self-sacrificing quote unquote fighter for free speech when he's the exact opposite. So he blatantly lies. Now, when I started exposing him since December of 2022, 20%, 30% of the sheeple, dumbass, quote unquote, conservatives, like, oh my God, Dr. Shiva, why are you attacking him? Who do you know? Have you made billions? Da, da, da. By the way, the criticism I got from those stupid, quote unquote, conservatives was no different than the criticism I got three years ago by the, quote unquote, liberals when I exposed Fauci. The same set of vitriol. But as I predicted, I got 100% prediction rate on these scumbags and more. 
is that as I predicted about two weeks ago, Elon Musk appoints the a leader, one of the leadership people in the WEF, Worldwide Economic Forum, World Economic Forum, to be his CEO. This woman is a master of manipulation from the Ad Council of America. She's also the group chair of all of the elite entertainers in all of Europe and um, uh, 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 Europe and London. Um, the sort of the counterpart to Ari Emanuel, who runs Endeavor, right? So he's bringing together an elite woman who who knows how to bring in celebrities, who knows how to do advertising. But more importantly, she was a key leader, not just somebody, but a leadership individual in the World Economic Forum. Now, when that came out, suddenly people said, oh, my God, Dr. Shiva's right, because I've been hammering. But what you will notice is the sycophant, the banana republic of Tucker Carlson, of uh, cat shit. Cat shit backpedaled a little bit. You, you know, he had to protect himself. Oh, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then he went back to supporting um, he, 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 the, the sophistication of some of these people where they backpedaled, said something. Ooh, I'm going to watch Elon, but uh, never discuss the story anymore. That's one type of backpedaling. And the others, like this fool Patrick Bet David. You know, he still promotes him. Oh, my God. You know, he's a great guy. You know, he's protective censorship. Robert Kennedy just 24 hours ago said Elon Musk is fighting censorship. And Kennedy gets two, three million views per tweet. How come? He steals most of my material, but he's part of the ass licking of Elon Musk's sycophant banana republic. But most important to understand is Musk, as we said in this fifth thing, blatantly lies. He's a, he's a freaking liar. He said he was a free speech absolutist. He didn't put on, if you're so, so free speech, then he changed his tune. He said, well, free speech doesn't equal free speech, uh, free reach, okay? Free speech. So he, he warps the definition of free speech. He's not, he said he's a free speech absolutist. He isn't. He said he can handle criticism. Well, he can't because he shadow bans people like me. Then he said that he truly, he himself attacks George Soros, who's, you know, a big supporter of the WEF. By the way, any idiot can attack WEF. Any idiot can do that. That doesn't mean like he's a he's your fighter. The issue is who can expose people like Musk. That is what I do. That's what our movement does. But he blatantly lies because right after he says all this stuff and he's exposed on appointing this WEF woman, then he goes on this PR thing because we and I started exposing him. Then he does this interview, a very planned interview, and all the influencers and the sycophants retweet it. He says, yes, you know, I will say what I want. I'm willing to lose money. Are you freaking serious? You made all your money during the pandemic. You made all your money from the government. And you still continue to make money from your government. You have hundreds of billions of dollars you already made. So you're going to sacrifice what? You already have it in your bank. If you truly want to sacrifice it, give that money back. Maybe you should give that money back to all the people you're shadow banning, Elon, because that's what you're doing. But Elon Musk is a bullshitter par exemplar. And he bullshits about him being a fighter for free speech. And then his banana republic of sycophants amplifies this message. So this is, they're creating a false idol. And a, he's a false hero. He knows what he's doing. The issue is, do you know? So let's go back to that list. So when you really look at it, in summary, you see these top five ways that he's doing this, okay? Okay. Again, in summary, he keeps 
government's backdoor portal to Twitter open. It's wide open. He finally admitted it. Keep that up, John. He finally admitted it. If you see, there's a tweet. He said, oh, yeah, we we're at least willing to admit that we work with the government. And uh, it was when they, when he screwed um, when he worked with government in the in the Turkish elections recently, that was a couple of weeks ago. Number two, he shadow bans his critics. Me, you're looking at one of them. We have all the data. Three, as he shadow bans his critic, he boosts his ass kissers. And that's the right term to use because that's what they are. And those ass kissers know he's not a fighter. And they know that he does shadow banning and he keeps the backdoor portal open. And four, which a lot of people don't know, and someone like me who, who was a leader in the AI field for many, many years, he's using the reason he's allowing people he, he doesn't uh, like, like me back on, he puts them in a cage, but he's mining all this data through predictive analytics. And then he misdirects potential followers, existing followers to the exact people that I'm criticizing. And then fifth, um, he blatantly lies. The guy's a full born liar. And that's what he is. He's a full-time liar. If you look at his history with PayPal, he didn't start PayPal. If you look at his history with Tesla, he didn't start Tesla. And all of his companies are dependent on the government. Bring back full John. So he's all dependent on the government. So end stories where government begins and Elon Musk, nobody knows. He's not a fighter for free speech. And we live in a dangerous time because at least with Twitter 1.0, you know you were being screwed. The fascism was straight. Now we litter in censorship 2.0, which is more insidious because you have the conservatives in the United States, the hardworking working class conservatives are being misled to sit on their ass and not fight for the First Amendment as Elon Musk has frankly destroyed it. Um, he put the final stake into it. And you see the left, quote unquote left, and the the CNNs and those people uh, do not care about uh, the First Amendment. The British don't care about the First Amendment. In fact, most of 96% of the world doesn't appreciate the First Amendment. Only 4% of the entire world population has the First Amendment, which is the American people. Now, out of that, the tip of the spear of that is a conservative working class. Elon Musk was brought in to corral and sheeple those people in using these five ways that I've just said, so they lay down their arms, sit quiet, and think Elon Musk is their savior. And this is pure evil. The guy is evil. He has these five ways. Ponder on it. Bring it up again, John. And you want to really look at this. I've shared with you the facts. And come back, John. So the bottom line is the reason I'm running for president is because you deserve one of you. You deserve one of you who will call it out like it is. You deserve one of you who's smart, who's a worker, and who's a street fighter, you know, who will not mince words. I'm not a diplomat. The top-down people are all diplomats. In fact, one of these guys called Patrick David was saying, oh, why don't you be like this guy Vivek? Well, Vivek is a Brahmin guy who comes from top. He's a bootlicking brown guy, and he wants me to be a bootlicker, okay? Well, I'm not a bootlicker. And I'm not going to be kind to these people because I grew up in very different circumstances than a top-down Brahmin who acts like me. And that's why they brought him in. They needed a brown guy to act like me. But this guy's not one of us. He walks the walk. I mean, he talks the talk, but he cannot walk the walk. He's never walked the walk in his life. I've walked the walk my whole life. Robert Kennedy doesn't walk the walk. 
okay? Neither does Trump walk the walk. You're looking at someone who walks the walk. My actions match my words and my deeds. So it's time that you had a real president who understands the power of the First Amendment and why it must be won back. Elon Musk has destroyed the First Amendment. And in closing, I want to play my campaign video so you guys understand where I am and uh, support Shiva for president. You can donate. You can become a volunteer. And we'll end with that. Go ahead, John. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low-caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. 
they think will fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file, who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. All right, everyone. I hope this was valuable. Again, we've discussed the top five ways that Elon Musk is manipulating people through his banana republic of sycophants to destroy the First Amendment. That is what he's done. And we have to win back freedom. That is one of the number one campaign platforms at Fever for President. Uh, Dot com. So go there and become a part of this very historic movement. Thank you, everyone. Be well, be the light. Thank you.